0: Hello. Hi Jaden. Hi.
1: How are you? I'm
0: good. How are you?
1: I'm good. How's
0: your summer going? Going good. It's going well. Working Monday through Thursday, having a Friday off. It's lovely.
1: Wonderful, wonderful.
0: So, are we doing this? Yes, we are. Click next. It hey. okay, says so we are connected and we are recording. Hi guys, welcome back to Melton Girl Problem Podcast. And I am joined by my best friend Jaden. Say hi. Hi everyone. I hear my dog. Hi dog. They hear my dogs in the background. And today, our first topic and episode, we're talking about hair. Are you excited? Yes, I'm
1: excited. I'm like
0: now I
1: think it's it's very deep
0: <laughs> very <laughs> deep. now I know everyone has heard that a thousand a million times the way to compliment a black person's hair and they can always say ooh that looks you have looks so nice it looks so radiant and you know or like you can say oh your lips nice. or like um, these are a few compliments that we tend to hear but always Hate to be always avoid that dreaded question like can I touch your hair and then trying to yes. touch your hair and I'm pretty sure there are possible ways not to do that and do not touch a black woman's hair And yes. that time and time again but people always seem to forget this and also this could be like a super common like racial moderate like microaggression is a form mm-hmm. of racism done by someone who doesn't mean or to, to know that it's not like, you know, known to be racist, but they don't mean it. Like, they don't know. Right. And I've experienced this personally. Like, a lot of people usually, like, you know, white people usually touch my hair. A long a compliment. compliments, like, your hair is so pretty, or is that weave, or are you sure that's your natural hair? Yeah. And so on and mm-hmm. on. And it's crazy because I'm like, the objectification of a like, black woman's body, especially has part of the hair has been part of us history and culture since slavery and it's yeah. strong today especially in militant girl struggles but how does this relate to racial sexism against women well the answer is quite simple it does come from a few things feminist values respecting everyone's body and then also including their hair and then having someone touch a black person's hair Denies them in our society to grow and reach their true potential in life. In effect, mm-hmm. don't you agree?
1: Yeah, I, I think I I find that you know I have not had many people touch my hair, but I have had a lot of more so family members asking me, oh do you have weave or is that a wig? I guess because they expect my hair not to look as good as it does at times, I think. Exactly. Um and I find sometimes I think it's it's worse coming from family because they're the ones who are supposed to know you and know who where you come from the most. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's easier when it's it's a stranger. Yeah. You know, because they're ignorant. Yeah. They're just yeah. ignorant, you know, and they're coming from a place of they don't know, in a place of interest. Yeah. When when it's your family, it's like, well, like, what do you want me? You know, like, what do you want me to have? I have the same type hair. Yeah, as you. and
0: there's so many different like, you know, like black people hair.
1: Hmm. There's so many different types, and I mean, you know, and I get it from black people too. Mm-hmm. You know, like in middle school, a lot of I, I got bullied a lot for my hair because they would ask me, "Well." what do you put in your hair? Are you mixed? Are you this? Are you that? Your hair can't look that good. But I'm like, yeah, sure it can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, why not? Why, why can't my hair look as good as somebody else's? Or why can't my hair look the way it does or feel the way it does? If, you know, it doesn't make sense. But I find, too, that, you know, when we, when we meet people for the first time, and that's one of the compliments that you usually give or get, is, is, is your hair? Yeah. You know, people look at
0: your hair. Yeah, and I also feel like that's like a conversation starter because I think mm-hmm. along the lines they're very curious. Like when I used to work at fast food, mm-hmm. I had this manager, and my hair was like it, it was recently done, so it was like you know silky and smooth. And I just had put it back into a ponytail, and when I started working, mm-hmm. and I was like you near know, like the front kind of like counter area, like you know. Out. and i, mm-hmm. I turn to look at her and she looks at me she's like wow yasmine your hair looks so smooth and it's like is that really your hair i was like a little shocked i'm like as every curious wife was asked is like is it real or like, how did you get it that way or are you sure it's not a weave and i understand the curiosity but why are you so curious my hair texture is like horsey and often yeah. portrayed on, on in media and like culture by pop culture movies like Pop culture, society, like it's always like our hair, it's always like straight, can't be any other form, it's always presented as straight. And there are yeah. many like yeah. standards for white women that are seeing me, than there are for black women. For and sure. they often have a like for our hair, who's like visually presented as straight, is like chemically straight <laughs> hair. So, not like they like struggle yes. to find hair care or tips. To match my image of my hair type so it would be it would make more sense for the average white woman to have come across those problems for them but not mm-hmm. for us but for most white um, people who seem to have almost intrigued with my hair change style because or color gives them the, like the urge to touch it and I noticed that notice the invisibility of my hair is like non-existent
1: right and I, I think a point I was going to make is you said, you said you talked about straight mm-hmm. hair and it's funny because it is a white beauty standard and it's been for years and women have, black women have been pressing their hair, using hot combs on their hair, using perms on their hair, relaxers, texturizers all sorts of chemicals and heat in order to get their hair straight for decades for years because that is what they, that is what society has kind of said is beautiful and and I think it's a wonderful, beautiful thing nowadays that, that a lot of more women are going that, and, and that's a, that's a conversation in the black community because I know when I will, you know, go to like a drive through or I'm meeting another black woman for the first time. One of the first things she usually asks me is what's your hair care routine or how long have you been natural? And I think, I think that's a wonderful and beautiful conversation that we need to get started among black women is is sharing these stories and these beauty tips and these hair care tips so that other women feel empowered to wear their hair as they want
0: exactly as yeah i'm sorry to cut you off no i'm talking to my friend and she's my skin and we were just talking about her hair she's like i wish i had your hair like like what do you mean like you're so pretty it's so natural like most of my black friends, they don't keep like their natural hair. They just always have a perm or wig. Mm-hmm. For her to hear that she wanted my hair, I was like
1: mm-hmm. happy.
0: I was like, never said that to me?" You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I and I've had, you know, like my white cousin and my white aunt when I was when I was younger, not not recently, but you know, tell me. You know, I I would love to have your hair. You know, I would love to have curly hair, and I'm like, you want to have this? <laughs> I would love to have what you have. So you know everybody is unhappy with with what they have at times I, I think and you know i think if we could just get everybody to kind of realize that what you have is is beautiful then you know we'd be better off but that's that's difficult because that's
0: i don't even you know live by that most times so for sure but mm-hmm. and i think the message of invisibility like the constant repetitive message in our society and in the Black community within us is that it shows that our hair is unacceptable, unkept, and not maintained very well. I how it's like, great in mm-hmm. like media, movies, pop culture, and it's hard to find our place in the world when a image of beauty doesn't doesn't look like me or you. Mm-hmm. And if white people truly wanted to learn more about our hair, then research instead of reminding us that our beauty is rarely like celebrated. Yeah, like if you have a black friend who, like who 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 are respected black women and how she feels about these questions, you can always ask her these questions. Like, how do you feel people touching your hair? Do you let them? Do you teach them? And then you'll get to some point where they won't mind, but some of them might not. Not you shouldn't be entitled by their answers in a sense. Because sometimes black women are just getting tired and don't like or like feel like answering these questions or feel like talking about it. Yeah, and then there are the misconceptions of braids on Black people. Oh my gosh,
1: I, I was just about to say something <laughs> about that. Was did you see Trisha Paytas like a couple of weeks ago? She got a wig yeah. that was like micro micro braids, yeah. and like her comp. Do you know Trisha Paytas? Yes. Yeah, and like her comments were like all over the place. People were mad, you know. There, there were. It was about seventy-five people who were mad, and twenty-five people who were like, "Come on, guys! Like, get over it." You <laughs> yeah. know, white people can wear their hair like that too. It's not they didn't steal it from the blacks and blah blah blah. Um, which I think is something else we should talk about eventually. But yeah,
0: braids, Go ahead. Like, some people misconcept braid is like a gang affiliation, even though we try our best mm-hmm. effort to exist by being treated as an outcast. It's dehumanized, dehumanized, and we are deemed as strange now media so some positive image about us we're treated like an object like my hair is fun Mm i have control over my own image not something for people to like talk about take over and then when my hair is looking good that doesn't mean or doesn't give them a reason to like mess it up i didn't put i'm Mm -hmm. an effort into it just for you to walk around with a dent shape of your hand print in it and then it changes to the scene where you like say like you're wife wearing, like, a nice hat, and I come up guys, with my eyes, my eyes go wide, and, like, I just saying, hey, it's a nice hat. Before you can say thank you, I reach out and smash with my hand, and that makes someone very frustrated, and you wouldn't hear my response saying, well, you you should appreciate it. It's a compliment, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's very, like, it's rude, but, like, that's all somebody would want is just respect. Just don't take yeah. me verbal compliments about my don't touch it yeah
1: people people want to have control over their own bodies and it's a right that people have control over what happens on their own bodies and it's it's not right for you to go around touching other people's. yeah I mean the interest yeah of course you want to know what it feels like right but like ask (laughs) you know like you're not my friend I mean and even if you were my friend like Unless you're, like, my best friend, been my best friend for years, don't touch Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, unless we're at that level. Yeah. Don't touch your yeah. hair. And I'm not sure. <laughs> and, and that goes with anything, though. That goes with, you know, hugging. I'm not a yeah. hugger. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> like, ask somebody if they want a yeah. hug. Don't go in for a hug if they don't want a yeah. hug.
0: Because he's, like, like, tense
1: up, like... Yeah, it's, it's just a simple thing. It's just respecting
0: somebody else's space. Yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with a handshake, and I don't know you. Don't go, like, yeah, pull me in for a hug, I'm, like, can't that. I'm like, don't hey, fuck cool. Yeah. Like, for and like like, touching hair is... You're good. Touching hair is, like, harmless compared to other ways, like, black people like, are being nice, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what were you we about to say?
1: I was just gonna say, like... Um, and I know that in some countries... Their, their customs are different than ours. And sometimes it's a cultural thing. So like my uncle had a friend. He was from Cuba. And he like, they give kisses on, on your cheeks when they first meet you. And, and I'm like, not comfortable. But, you know, this is happening anyway. So, you know, sometimes it is a, it's a custom thing. But I think you still need to be aware that sometimes your cultures aren't the same as somebody else's. And you shouldn't have to sacrifice your bodily comfort for somebody else's culture. And that's, a
0: uh, yeah. Everyone has a different culture. Some mm-hmm. I mean, something else completely different. Mm-hmm. they are, and it can be completely but I don't know it. Yeah. And I also think another regards to like us being dehumanized in our society, it all starts with like the history of like slavery and like white people Having ownership of black people, especially like our body, we were considered property and not considered as people by law. And we had mm-hmm. built our, our yeah. of slave owners uh raping and or we were dudes or freak shows. And then sometimes if we die, our bodies were sacrificed for like signs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I think another case was a woman, um, she she was like displayed in a cage moth. And, uh, her body was given and be dissected by scientists who explore the difference between a savage, what they call a savage black woman versus a civilized white woman. And her genitalia, her brain, were put on display until like 1985. And mm-hmm. one Victorian poet had wrote Jet Black slash Wool was in her hair. And she was buried until she wasn't buried until 2002, even though there were a lot of racial tension with her burial site in South Africa. It was eventually, like, defaced. But it doesn't just, it doesn't just stay buried in the past. It comes to the future as well. Like, white stars for like sure, Maya Cyrus, Amy Schumer, and the Kardashians liberate themselves by using Black women as props. While Black women are witnessing and experiencing microaggression on a daily basis, including phrases like, You're pretty for a Black girl. You're not like other Black people and I'm tired of being viewed as an object. Then there are like famous, that famous go to rule, do unto others, you have them do unto you. Yeah. And I'm just like, it doesn't apply to us. It doesn't apply to us. But if that was the key, then I should feel respected about how I'm a trade of culture, how I'm betrayed of movies, i not treated I didn't hear those phrases. You're not... Like other black people, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not like other black people. I thought I was like, oh. You talk so white. talk so proper. I'm just like, yeah. I'm not all talk proper, but apparently, we don't because it's like, you know, the ghetto box. black like, proper. No, I'm just like, like.
1: Yeah, that's so frustrating.
0: It is very
1: like if you hear people say, oh yeah, white people love black people. White people love the black people who can entertain them. Basically,
0: that's what white people love. <laughs> so it's like all like reality shows. See like black people fighting or like black people like lashing it out or like clapping their hands for having yeah. yell across the room, the table.
1: Or like that's what they want. ghetto black people who got a reality TV show and are rich now, but are still ghetto. <laughs> you know.
0: Like um, I remember like growing up like know. the like the Cosby show, like the Bill Cosby's like like sitcom was like showing like a middle class black family in New York mm-hmm. and like going with the daily struggle as like a like a, like American family. But the only difference was like our skin. Yeah. And they weren't ghetto. They were like very prim and proper and say they were like the French Prince of Bel Air. Like Will, he he has to like, you know, street ghetto, but his like upper side family acted all prim and proper, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And that was the
0: one thing that was very fascinating. And then, like, like the, like the Jeffersons, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Good Times. Uh, what was it? Like the Steve Urkel family? Yeah, Steve Urkel. And then, like, sis, like sister, sister, you know. Sister, sister. Mm-hmm. And I remember th- Martin. Yeah, Martin. And they were talking about like I think I remember seeing like an interview between Tia and Tamara. Like they were talking about like their marriages and stuff and like their families. And then, almost mm-hmm. attacking, I think it was Tamara saying how she wasn't a real black woman because she married a white guy. And then they tell to mm-hmm. Tamara how she wasn't a real black woman because she's married a black guy. And I'm just like, how do you have a say in someone's marriage? How yeah. are they a real black person by who they choose to marry? You know? Yeah. It shouldn't be a concern who they marry. It's like they're not part of your life. They're not not your family. You should have no butt in who you think she, who should marry, and, like, how is she classified as a real black woman, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, I think, I think, sorry, go I ahead. I think that really bothers me, because, like, I'm in a position to where, I think we all are if we choose not to marry, like, in our race, back, judge because we date someone outside of our race, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. I, I I was just gonna say that I think, I think the root of it all is just jealousy. Mm-hmm. And people from that jealousy just want to be better than other people and it's a power thing. You know? So I don't know. I think people I don't really know how you can end jealousy, but I, that's just what I I, I think is, is the thing. It, it's, yeah. You know, it's a control thing and it's a power thing. Exact. And it's a jealousy thing. So
0: that like, thing black it's further from the truth because it's more straight now than ever, you know? Yeah. Especially with, like, the whole President Trump thing. Like, when he came to office, I think the whole country had a divided mind back right then and there. Yeah. It's really, really sad because, you know, as a community, you should vote. Like, people before should, like, had died to have. To vote, and then we don't do it, and this is the outcome that we get. Mm-hmm. And until he like we had had a good like four years where we had like a black president, and no one wanted to move him. But if he as the people were like, "Oh no, he should have stayed. I want him to stay." I can't. Yeah. Like, you don't want him. No doubt. Now you want him back? No, you don't do yeah. that.
1: You and
0: family. the crazy, yeah. And the crazy thing is that he was
1: mixed race. Yeah. You know? It's
0: just. I think it just baffles me how they keep forgetting that he's half black and he's half white, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he even told Kurt, inaugurated President Trump, if you need my help, don't be afraid to ask me. But all he's done is just throw him underneath the bus. And that's not fair. No. And they have to bring in all the good he's tried to do. Okay, that he tried to do. And that. He was trying to show that, as a nation, that we can, like, be united. We shouldn't be judged on the content of our skin, but by our character. As, like, in Martha King's uh, speech, I have a dream. I want my children to join hands with white kids and not be judged by the skin, but be judged by the content of their character. I think if he was like that, he'd be very disappointed to where, to where our society has gone. But he's trying yeah. so hard to fight Established, and it's just like some people have taken the messages, and some people have not. Mm-hmm.
1: Like yeah, that. it is sad, and it's 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 tough stuff to think about and to really talk about, you know, mm-hmm. because it's you you sit there and you wonder, well, how can we make things better? How can we change things? And there's really just no root, like you just. Change the way you think, yeah. and then from there, you know, try to teach those around you. You know, I don't know where I was going with that, but
0: <laughs> I think also stems from like last semester when we were in our African American study class with Dr. We were talking about mm-hmm. like different things and like our classmates about all their different experiences. So one of our friends, he that is "Is it my job to complain about our culture? And then you said, "No, it's not really our job. It's their job." And then try to consider our feelings in saying what I say is that right to say, or it's like should I not say this? You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think I don't think it's our. I don't think it's our right. Our, we don't. I don't think we have to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, teach people about their culture, our culture. But I think, you know, when they're in the wrong, if they are willing to learn from their mistakes, then I think it is our duty to help them mm-hmm. to better understand where we come from and in our culture and stuff. You yes. know, I don't think it's we don't need to go out there to people who don't want to listen and who don't want to yeah. learn we need to preach not preach but work with and talk with and you know learn with those who actually want to learn mm-hmm. and if we're able to learn with those who want to learn then they can go out and teach others and it can be a movement yeah But I think, you know, it shouldn't be us, somebody, you know, saying something ignorant and us getting mad at them and attacking them. It's, you know, sure we feel anger, step back, realize where they're coming from, a place of ignorance. And then if they're willing to learn, then us having a conversation with them, not telling them.
0: I also think it all depends from like, even though our hair, also being seen as like a political statement or in like an embodiment of our beauty instead of the idea that we have to change to be acceptable like our voice our clothes and our appearance leading to the results mm-hmm. of being called you know ugly or like job um, or like profiling or even or profi- being profiled as criminals you know yeah, like like all those children who have
1: been suspended from school for wearing dreads.
0: Yeah, or, or like wearing their hair in braids or, you know, because of what their hair looks like. Yeah, like a lot, like a, this happened like a couple years back. Like my base up son, he had dreads at the time and the cops stopped him because he had dreads. And their excuse was, mm-hmm. why is a young man with dreads driving a nice car, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was sad.
1: Yeah, I remember. Uh, when I went to Trinidad about four years ago um, and we were coming back and or no we were going and the lady she was like can I pat down your head because I had braids and she thought I was hiding like razor blades in my hair so she was like I need to pat down your head and I was like you need to what and it was so violating and it was so like you need to what like what uh-huh huh so that was a crazy experience for me because it was just like I don't, I don't know but yeah And it's
0: like it's like it's like telling us like something is wrong with our hair and then and then if we don't change it we won't be accepted just as mm-hmm. the way like we are it's very yeah. frustrating how we're like in any job we are forced to a white person voice Anyone to like pay attention to us, and it's really sad. Yeah, I'm like, we have to change just to be accepted and to to look presentable as possible. This negative stereotype, you know, yeah,
1: and it's super frustrating too because people will kind of question the reasons why you feel like you have to look a certain way, yeah if that makes sense, you know? Like, well, why do you flat on your hair? Well, why do you put... Well, why do you get braids? Well, why... You You know, you should love your hair the way it is. Mm -hmm. But it's like, we have grown up with people telling us that the way that our hair is, isn't beautiful. And it's not the standard. And it's not, you know, going to make us look the way that we want to look. You know? Which the way we want to look is, I guess, like everybody else, what... People have status that we look at. Yeah, like.
0: and it like, and I, and, and it totally like, sorry, destroys like who we are as a person. Like, when you look in the mirror, you don't mm-hmm. even like recognize yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I've had several instances growing up going to the salons and people asking me, well, like, I would go and get wheeze because I wanted to have long, straight hair because I thought it was pretty. And them asking me, well, you have such beautiful hair. Why are you covering it up? Why are you getting weave? You know? Or I'd go and get braids and they'd be like, why are you getting braids? Your hair is so beautiful. It's so nice. It's so this and that. It's like, I didn't ask for your opinion. And this is from black people too. You yeah. Know? But it's like, you know, one, I didn't ask for your opinion. <laughs> Two, just do my hair because I'm paying you. But three, like... It's because this is what I think I need to look beautiful. And this is what I think I need to have to be accepted and to look
0: good. Yeah. And it's so sad, too. You know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think if, like, we could rewrite the trigger, we weren't used as property and treated as person, I think the way society and media portrays it will be totally different. But since the path that we have has gone its course it's still taking time for society to accept who we are. Yeah. Even in, like, popular TV shows like uh, Game of Thrones, for example. Everyone loves Game of Thrones. And there's only mm-hmm. one minority girl on there, and she was from um, the Fast and Furious series. She played the hacker Ramsey. And she was, like, talking about, like, diversity and, like, pop culture shows and how it's slowly getting there, but it still needs to come a long way for society you see a diverse cast. Like Black Panther was a a fully black cast have like two people. So mm-hmm. like, and people still were like,
1: there weren't any white
0: people in that shit in that yeah. movie. I'm like, you had two white people grow up. And then like in Lion King, the especially the live actual is a almost a fully black cast. It's never like two But like the musical Lion King, is a fully black cast for like two people, so it is coming a long (laughs) way. But and also like in movies, like Disney movies. I mean like growing up, I remember watching like Snow White, Cinderella, and didn't see any people like me. Feel like especially like diverse like Chinese, Native American, Polynesian, and then Tiana came on the scene. I got really happy because finally (laughs) you have a black Disney princess. And it wasn't like the stereotypical, oh, she's a man to save her. She actually saved the guy, and actually worked very hard for what she wanted to accomplish. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that was a big change. It was like now you see a like, lot more like black Barbies, black like baby dolls, black American girl dolls. But the one thing that really <laughs> like now that I realized I'm growing up, I don't know why I wanted so much as a as a kid. Like I always want American girl dolls i never got one and then my cousin got one and you know you know the original like american girl doll, like all like time here and they had the american girl doll addy and now looking back on it i'm kind of glad i didn't get addy until like they changed her design after she was free like, originally the addy doll came with her little straw bonnet and a basket full of cotton and I was trying oh, to find her wow. so badly, but I think in more issues, I think someone had pointed it out to the American Girl Company, and they changed her design completely. And so they were having a basket con; they had, they had her like gave her a basket of like her belongings instead of cotton, because they realized that was not <laughs> so she is to yeah. show to young children. And I was like, yeah, wow, it no. a good thing I didn't I didn't get one then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you did? I I
1: had one. Um, I had Nellie. I did. uh, I think I was in like second grade or third grade. Her name was Nellie. And she was green eyed and had red hair, red short hair. And she, I remember (laughs) I cut off all of her hair because I was was obsessed with hair hair even as a child.
0: (laughs) You know how cut those dolls were?
1: Yes, I realize now. But. My little second grade self, who wanted to cut off all of her hair, you know,
0: didn't realize. But yeah, I, I cut bet off all your of mom that. was so mad at you.
1: Yeah, I've all and like I've always had an obsession with hair. Like when I was younger, I always wanted to wear wigs, have long hair. <laughs> I remember one year I went to the beach with my grandparents, and they don't celebrate ha- Halloween because they're, you know, super Christian. And uh the one thing they let me get was a Hannah Montana blonde wig. Girl, don't you know I wore that? I, I bet everywhere. I can picture the image
0: you know, little January blonde. <laughs> Hannah Montana.
1: Long blonde Hannah Montana wig. I look so good and I loved it. I got wow. my first weave in the seventh grade. That's young. Yeah. I thought so, that did destroy this your crazy hair texture. How Oh no, it didn't. Oh. It, 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 you know, I did a lot of crazy things to my hair. I started getting texturized. Well, my mom put my first texturizer in my hair when I was oh. in the fourth grade. Yep. And so I had that, you know, straight, you know, hair or whatever. And then I got a weave in the seventh grade. I had a weave. Did I have a weave in the eighth grade? I don't know. After that, I had weave several times until like my senior year of high school when I decided that, you know, I wanted to go natural. Which I think social media has it has a great impact on how new, you know these newer generations of of colored women will see themselves and their beauty and their their hair and stuff. And oh, it's it's awesome to see how many women are are going natural now and. Have gone natural over the years. Yeah, so. I remember, you
0: were I called think Ava, you know, Ava Vakowski, her name? She's like, yeah, black Ava and Mexican. Bukowski. She just did a video about her hair and how she did all the type weaves and braids and how it destroyed like her curly hair. And she finally mm-hmm. realized she just set her hair the way it was. And then her hair's grown so much, she's like taking out like toxic people, okay, like her dye and everything. And her hair looks really good. And you had never known her hair was, her like, hair, being very thin did. or falling out and at 30. You, like, watch her video. Yeah. Like, that's the main point of Black YouTube really explaining, like, hey, you're not the only one. I hit it. I didn't like my curly hair. I tried having, like, straight hair like all my friends. You realize your hair, you can't do that. Your hair is telling you, mm-hmm. hey, I don't like this. I'm going to break off so you realize we gonna need anything in, in your hair, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
1: it's, it's been an amazing process over this past year to see how my hair has completely changed to be it's growing faster it's curly it's you know completely different than than it used to be before and I never thought I could could have you know that natural looking hair but you can you just have to take care of it and take care of yourself and and you know, realize. I I just have learned that my beauty is not worth yeah. is not my hair, and I think a lot of women are scared to do something drastic with their hair because they think
0: they won't be beautiful anymore. And I, and you have to just realize that your beauty yeah. is not in your hair. Like your beauty comes from like your personality and all that come comes from. Some people just cut off the colour cut up all the hair off that bald look mm-hmm. is totally fine and I get it it's much easier to maintain you have no hair to like, yeah. wash you know, just get up and go But I think so it just stems fresh. with like yep. everything that we have gone through like as a community as a person as a woman in general of how our hair is like perceived and everything and sometimes mm-hmm. it's like we take our hair for granted when people can't even like grow their own hair it's, like they have like a disease or like cancer you know, and they can't get their hair back, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just that, how yeah. we're still struggling a long way to be presented in a positive outlook in life and in the world to finally accept us for who we are, you know? And I think mm-hmm. it's still going to take a long way. Oh,
1: yeah. It's going to take, I don't know, until humanity I don't think ends. that, I think, to get, I, I think so, to, to fix all of the problems that are wrong in the
0: well, world. that or a, a new generation to like step up and take over like policies and change and direction and... I don't know, just like a lot. Mm-hmm. It was funny, because I watched yeah. Zedaya, how Vogue asked them those 70 questions. Talking mm-hmm. about the people who inspire her besides her, like you know besides her mom and everything how she just finished up doing like her new show called Euphoria and she was also another like black person like a mixed black person I also watch on TV and, like how I wanted to be like her like, about like how her, mm-hmm. her hair has changed and I remember one time she got like those fake dreads in her hair and then I think mm-hmm. it was like the fast police called her out on it and she like clapped back at them. She said, like, you have no right to judge me on my hair and they apologized yeah they told her they said they, they bet it smells like uh, patchouli oil. Smells like what? Patchouli, patchouli oil. oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he got that car. I'm like, ha, this is the day You messed with the wrong person. Yeah. And I remember when Oprah yeah. was shopping somewhere and the cut car- in the living thing said, uh, Can you afford that? I'm like, uh, That's Oprah Winfrey. Can- tell she can't afford that. She can buy this whole store if she wanted to. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember her backstory was very heartbreaking of Oprah growing up and stuff and like to see how far she's came.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: It was a, was a total eye opener, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then, like a main sport, like with um, Serena Williams out, she was betrayed. Well, she is a very muscular black woman, and since she's given birth, people were automatically like telling her, "Oh, you should be backing back in your old shape before you had the baby." And this that, and the third, I'm like, you do realize it takes a while for women to bounce back from having a baby, right?
1: Yes. You. And you do realize that if you played her in a match of tennis,
0: she'd destroy you, yeah, right? she destroys you, right? Basically. <laughs> cream y'all in a tennis match, like no joke yeah and it's really sad how other moms can't support moms they would have to attack them you know yeah it doesn't matter whether you're white or black like mom shaming is like no joke and I'm just like can't we all just like unite and love each other and be nice What
1: not that be wonderful yes
0: but it's gonna take a while though First, back, oh, yeah. go through this first hurdle of our hair, and then hopefully everything else will follow suit. You know.
1: I mean, honestly, though, like I could care less about my hair compared to some of the
0: hateful things that are in the world, like body images,
1: colorism, racism, dating,
0: self-care,
1: sexism, men trying to control women's bodies, exactly,
0: like the whole abortion thing.
1: War. Another topic
0: for another day. <laughs> Yeah, guns, yeah. I mean. Yay. Thanks everyone for Thank listening. You. And then we hope to see y'all again next Friday for another militant Girl Podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything before we like log off today? Um, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> well thanks guys for tuning in for another Melan Girl prom podcast. And we can't wait to see you again. Next Friday. Bye. That's not kidding. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> then we really would go off the whole rail of talking about hair. Like that's someone else's hair, not ours. For real. But it's gonna be very interesting. Mm-hmm. it's a perfect time to wrap up our first episode of our podcast alrighty alrighty we thank everyone for tuning in to us and we will come back again next Friday for another podcast and maybe we'll talk about a lot of things a a good while a good variety of podcasts Like we could talk about next Friday about love or like colorism or racism or fashion you know.
1: I think we should do something fun Culture? something fun I think we like I think we should do like one week something you know deep yeah. and the next week something yeah. fun
0: so do you like like next Friday yeah. we should like discuss like which topic we're, we're gonna do next because I have a list of stuff that we, that we can talk about that I got from other yeah people in like the black community that we should like talk about. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well let's talk about Donald Trump. <laughs>